When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Turf Show Times Instant Reaction Podcast. This is Kenneth Arthur with Turf Show Times, and today I want to react to the Rams selecting guard and tackle Logan Bruss out of the University of Wisconsin with the 104th pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, a third-round pick, a compensatory pick that the Rams got after the Lions hired Brad Holmes to be the GM last year. We're going to talk about Logan Bruss, his athletic profile, the weaknesses, the strengths, and how he will fit into the Rams' plans immediately competing to start at right guard this season. Right now on the Turf Show Times podcast, hit subscribe and go to turfshowtimes.com for all that fun information. Follow us on Twitter. You can guess where. First of all, Logan Bruss was a... Player at Wisconsin, played right tackle. He had some injury issues throughout his career, broke his foot as a high school senior, sat out his entire freshman season, so a redshirt season. Uh, got some action there as a redshirt freshman and then started over the last three seasons pretty much, starting mostly at right tackle and then moving to right guard. And Logan Bruss is a 6'5", 309-pound offensive lineman, just over 33-inch arms, 10 and 3 quarters inch hands. NFL.com gave him a prospect grade of 6.26, which translates for them to will eventually be an average starter. Of course, prospects can uh, do better or worse than their expected NFL evaluations. But that's where Logan Bruss was. He is a guy whose name I heard Mostly just in the last few days, it seemed like he was rising up the boards. Perhaps that's because the Rams were one of the teams uh, obviously interested in him. So they had a lot of interest in in Logan Bruss, and they were very excited when they found out that he would still be available to them at the end of the third round. And there was celebrating, and there was jumping in the pool, and that's how the Rams feel because very rarely do the Rams draft players who they expect to compete to start as rookies. But Sean McVay was adamant that that was the case saying after the draft uh, that, quote, you feel like he's a seamless guy that can transition inside. As I said, he's played a lot of right tackle, but they feel comfortable that he can be a guard. Right now, the Rams' offensive line depth chart, you've got Joseph Nopum at left tackle, David Edwards, another Wisconsin grad at left guard, Brian Allen at center. Bobby Evans was competing to start at right guard with Coleman Shelton, who was brought back on a tender and Jeremiah Cologne and Tremaine Ankrum and Chandler Brewer. And uh, those were the guys that the Rams had prior to this and competing at right guard. But you now will add Logan Bruss into there and at right tackle Rob Havenstein, another Wisconsin grad. So if the Rams do start Bruss at right guard, they'll have 60% of their offensive line from one college, which is uh, something. But also the Rams have no Joseph Noboom starting, and he'll be a first-year uh, 
starter. You know, uh, he has started games in the past, of course, but this is the first time he's starting a season in a training camp as the team's left tackle from the jump. And uh, Edwards, Allen, potentially Bruss and Havenstein. It's a pretty good offensive line, but still one that uh, we don't know uh, how good or bad it could be. Because remember, just a year ago, 2020, there weren't a lot of positive things being said about the play of the offensive line. You could probably say the same thing about 2019. So the Rams were able to turn that around by winning the Super Bowl last year. But Andrew Whitworth, of course, has retired. Austin Corbett left in free agency. Brian Allen was re-signed to a three-year contract. And uh, now you've got Logan Bruss, who the team was very excited about. At the Combine, though, Bruss was uh, one of, not one of the best testers, didn't have great athleticism, and wasn't really expected to. And In the 40-yard dash, he ran a 5-3 Two, I went to profootballreference.com and used their stat head tool to sort out all the other players at the combine who were guards of Logan Bruss's size and athleticism, or right there in that same range. And there's a handful to have come out in the last eight years or so. Some of them were early picks. Some of them were not. But Logan Bruss is a third-round pick. Kind of fits right into that mold. He's 6'5", 309 pounds, and he ran a 5'3", If you go back to 2016, Joshua Garnett, a guard out of Stanford, was drafted by the 49ers with the 28th overall pick. He's 6'4", 312, and he also ran a 5'3", the same as Logan Bruss. Bruss had a 31-inch vertical. Garnett had a 29-inch vertical. Bruss had a 112-inch broad jump, which was much better than Garnett, who had a 99-inch broad jump. Uh, Bruss did have a 7.573 cone, which is actually pretty good and probably helped him get drafted on day two. A 7.57 is better than Garnett, who had a 7.62, and his 4.55 shuttle time was also better than Garnett, who had a 4.64. So athletically, it's not that unusual to see a player like Bruss drafted as early as the third round and in fact Joshua Garnett went in the first round Garnett did not have a very good NFL career but uh you know it's not like teams didn't expect they they thought that he would and they weren't too turned off by his measurements and stuff at the combine in fact if you go to 2013 you know you can find Chance Warmack a Top 10 pick out of Alabama, Warmack was the 10th overall pick in 2013 by the Titans. He was 6'2", 317 pounds, so much more compact than Bruss, but he ran a 5'4'9". He had a 110-inch broad, so they had very similar athletic profiles. And again, uh, Warmack didn't turn out so well, but that doesn't mean that Bruss won't. You can go back to... The most recent guy drafted of Bruss's size was Salisi Uatafe. Uh, actually, he wasn't drafted. He was not drafted in 2018. But at the Combine in 2018, he had almost the exact same physical profile, much, a much shorter, a much slower shuttle time, uh, slower in the 40-yard dash, 5.4. But uh, also, yeah, he was not uh, an NFL player, really. Um, if you go back to the other most recent, so you've got Bruss, Utafe, Garnett in 2016, and then in 2015 it was A.J. Can and Ari Kawangio. 
Drafted in the third and fourth round, respectively, in 2015. I know A.J. Can has had an NFL career. Quangio has not. In 2014, you had Charles Leno. And Charles Leno is a current starting left tackle and has been pretty good at that. And he is 6'4", 303 pounds with a 5'2", 540-yard dash, a 29-inch vertical, a 108-inch broad jump. And his 7'5", 7'3", cone time is the exact same as Logan Bruss's, and Leno is a tackle. He's actually smaller than Logan Bruss. So that's kind of an interesting uh, turn of events for Charles Leno, and it kind of also shows that there is a wide range of things that Logan Bruss can become, and just because Garnett and Warmack didn't work out in the NFL and Utafe wasn't drafted, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, there's something holding him against you know being able to make it at the next level in the NFL. But I thought it would be interesting to sort of look at the players who are similar looking to um, Logan Bruss to sort of ease any tension people might have about his poor athletic measurements at the combine and they're actually not that bad because he did have a few good things going for him like the three cone and the shuttle and uh you know the fact that he's been a pretty good offensive lineman in the big 10 for the last three years other guys of this similar size and stature uh david DeCastro, uh out of 20 in 2012 david DeCastro, obviously one of the top guards in the nfl like garnett came out of stanford 65316 a 5-3-2, 40-yard dash a 29 and a half inch vertical i mean his numbers he had an amazing three cone at seven three um but overall david DeCastro and logan bruss not separated by all that much honestly so you've got logan bruss uh, shaping up pretty nicely next to david DeCastro. and again that doesn't mean that uh, he'll be david DeCastro either but it is just another sign that i don't really worry about logan bruss and the athleticism i think that stuff can get overrated uh in dane brugler's the beast draft guide for the athletic he says Logan Bruss played high school football with his twin brother, Tyler, and grew up in eastern Wisconsin. He attended Kimberly High, where he was a four-year letterman and part of football teams that won 56 straight games and four straight state championships. He was an all-conference guard, and he was first-team All-State and Conference Offensive Lineman of the Year. As a senior, he was a unanimous first-team All-State and showed off his toughness in the state title game when he broke his left foot in the first half. As I said, he had that foot injury, and that held him out for a little while as he was recovering from that. Bruss was a three-star recruit out of high school and the 28-ranked offensive guard in the 2017 recruiting class and the number four recruit in the state of Wisconsin. He collected offers from several Big Ten schools like Illinois, Michigan, Nebraska, and unsurprisingly decided to stay close and stay at Wisconsin. Uh, he redshirted in 2017, and he um, majored in industrial engineering, um, and he played at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Russ started 12 games at right tackle in 2019, five games at guard in 2020, and in 2021, started 10 games at right tackle, making second team all Big Ten. He did miss three games because of injuries. He has 11-inch hands. His wingspan, if it's accurate at his pro day, was 76 and three quarters uh, inches, which is uh, a very short wingspan. Maybe maybe one of the shortest in this class, if not, would be in the NFL. So that, but 
I don't know how much that matters. Obviously, I think sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Brugler notes his strengths as a wide-based blocker with a sturdy anchor strength, violent player with large, strong hands, which helps him win early, strikes with repeatable placement. His grip strength boosts his block strain without attracting holding calls. He had zero holding penalties in his college career. Smooth as a pass blocker with the body control to maintain his position post-contact. Comfortable on the move to hit his second level and outside marks. His head stays on a swivel to slide with twists and stunts. His competitive demeanor is consistent from snap to snap. And he offers starting experience at both tackle and guard. His weaknesses, according to Brugler, mediocre athleticism, length, and upper body strength, struggles to recover when he doesn't win early, guilty of oversetting and allowing his pads to rise, especially in space, shifty rushers, stress his pass blocking technique, not a consistent people mover in the run game, struggling to steer defenders where he wants, his consistency as a finisher needs to be better. Battled numerous minor injuries over his career and was hampered by issues as a senior, including a left leg injury a shoulder stinger, and a foot injury that bothered him over the final month of the season. In summary, Brugler says that Bruss was a four-year starter at Wisconsin, lined up at right tackle as a senior in head coach Paul Christ's offense. He bounced around right tackle and right guard over his career and showed steady improvement each season, taking himself from free agent status to future draft pick. Bruss, who didn't allow a sack the last two seasons, stayed controlled and centered in his movements, plays with a workmanlike attitude with his hands, but his upper body strength is average, and he doesn't have the athletic traits to easily recover and when he misfires. Overall, Bruss lacks explosiveness and will likely move inside to protect his edge versus NFL speed, but he has the body control and striking skills to execute his blocks. He projects as a backup guard in the NFL who can kick out and play tackle in an emergency, and Brugler gave him a fourth to fifth round grade. Obviously, the Rams do not feel that he is a has the ceiling as a backup guard. They picked him here in the third round, as Sean McVay said, with the expectation that he will compete to start this season right away. And it doesn't seem out that outlandish to think that he could do it. When you look at the Rams' offensive line, Nopum, Edwards, Allen, Havenstein, you can probably slot Bruss in there without losing much of a beat as compared to Austin Corbett last year. So I think that this is a move that makes sense for the Rams because it is something that helps the team right away while they know they're in the window to win another Super Bowl, protect Matthew Stafford, and improve this offense even a little bit more. I thought Austin Corbett was a pretty good player who got um, unfairly sort of uh, forgotten, ignored, and mistreated at times based on what I thought was pretty good play, especially as compared to what the Rams were sometimes getting at guard prior to Austin Corbett really solidifying himself in that position. And uh, I think that that was uh, not a significant loss necessarily, but I thought he did a pretty good job. And as we know that with you have a really bad hole there, you know, then all of a sudden it... Uh, the game can be a little bit more annoying. So I think that having a guy here, the things that I liked the most out of that Dane Brugler report was that he had no holding penalties throughout his career, and he hasn't allowed a sack in the last two years. It's not as common necessarily, but he is playing right tackle. It is the Big Ten, 
sometimes you're going to face off against a good pass rusher. Sometimes you're not. But I do like the fact that he's really been pretty solid the last two years. I would be worried about the injuries a little bit, nagging injuries. Maybe it's something that he puts behind himself and it never happens again. But then you think of guys like Andrew Whitworth and somehow managed to get through 17 years mostly with hardly any injuries until really the late in his career. And there's just those guys that have it and those guys that don't. I don't know necessarily say that uh, he doesn't have it, but injuries have cropped up time and time again for Logan Bruss, so that's something to monitor. The fact that he was available late in the third round may have been somewhat due to his injuries, and that may have surprised the Rams that he was still available when they took him. So their expectation was maybe they would have picked Logan Bruss as early as their second-round pick if they still had it, but they were able to get him here just before the fourth round. The Rams will be on the clock quite a few times on Saturday, so make sure to check in and tune in to TurfShowTimes.com for reactions and more information on all the picks that the Rams make to close out the 2022 draft. This has been Kenneth Arthur, and I like the draft, so sorry, Les, but I say don't fuck them picks.